Hello everybody, welcome back. We're doing Da'af HaShavu Yuvamis, Da'af Lamed Ches And we're beginning um, seven lines from the top. Safik V'yabam Shabo Lachlik V'nechasei Saba. So we're talking about a Safik who is a Safik if he's the son of the original brother or if he's the son of the Yabam. Savik ben Tasha Larishin ben Shavala Achrin. So you don't know whose son he is, of the dead brother or of the living brother. And now they, the grandfather, who is the father of both the Yavam and the Yavam's brother, who might be the possible father of the Safik. So this Safik showed up to be Yerish, and the Yavam shows it to be Yerish's father. So the Safik claims that he's really the son, not of the Yavam, but of the original brother. So he therefore stands in the place of his father to be Yerish, the grandfather of Pagadidihu, and he deserves to get half of the inheritance. Yavam Amr Adroy the Diyat. No, the Yavam says, You're my son, and therefore there's no other Yerish other than me. And you get nothing. I mean, you'll be Yerish me eventually. But as far as the grandfather is concerned, you get nothing. So have a Yavam Vaday. So the Yavam is certainly a Yerish, and the Suffolk only has the status of a Suffolk. He might or might not be a Yerish. So you have a Suffolk up against a Vaday, and Suffolk must be a what if it's a suffix and the children of the Yavim? The Yavim's not alive anymore. So both the older generation died on both ends. And they both came now to be Irish to be derived up the grandfathers in the Chassim. So the Suffolk says, I am the son of the dead, the original dead brother, and therefore I get half. They say, No, you are our brother. You get part of the Chalukah with us, you divide it up with us, but you don't get half, you uh, get uh, a portion. So we're assuming there's two other, bro- two other of these B'nai uh, Yavam, so you get a third. So so he's Maida that they get half, and he gets the other half, that he gets the other half. So the half he missed they get, so they get it, and they divide it up into quarters. And they agree that he should get at least a third, so he gets that. So how much is left after you have a third and a half? Pashal uh, Danka is a sixth left that hasn't been accounted for, and that sixth, does it go to them, or does it go to him? And Cholken, you divide it up into twelfths, so they get one twelfth, he gets one twelfth, so he ends up with five twelfths, and they end up with the remaining seven twelfths. Saba v'yabam menichse safik. And what if the Saba, the grandfather, and the Yavam are coming to be to divide up the nechassim of this safik son, who might be the son of the original brother, whereupon his true Yerish is his grandfather, or he might be the son of the Yavam, whereupon he, the Yavam is the Yerish of his son. Or the Sav, the grandfather, and the Safi are coming to divide up this, the, the Chasm of the Yavam, who the Safi claims now it's in his advantage that the Yavam should be his father. That's a Maman and a and Chalkam. Why? Because neither is a Vada Yerish. Both of them. Uh, are only a Yerish as the other one's not a Yerish. Whereas in the original case of the Suffolk and the Saba, the, the, the Suffolk and the Yavam and the Saba, the Yavam is going to be Yerish as Saba regardless. So he's a Vade as far as the, the Saba is concerned. Then we said Suffolk Vade and Suffolk must be Vade. Here, they're both uh, only one's only Yerish as the other one's not. So it's Suffolk of Suffolk and Mamanabudu of Suffolk of Chalkim. Zok the Mishnah, Shemeris Yabam Shenaflul on the Chasim, Muidum Bisham Bissel Shemeris in a sense of a time. So Shemeris Yabam, that is a woman who is waiting for Yibum, 
Rashi explains it over here. It's the first time in the Mesechta. Shemaris Yavim's person is waiting to be eaten. So Shemaris Yavim Shenafla Nechasim, she got an inheritance. Her uh, father passed away. Moedim Hashem Besel Shemachar Sven Senes Vukayim. So Hashem and Besel both agree that she could lechachila sell it if she likes and give it as a matana if she likes. And it works. And the Yavam who's waiting to be Yavim her has no right to interfere. Now, a regular lady that gets married um, and then has an inheritance, so her husband has automatic control over that inheritance, and he gets, gets comes the status of nechsimulug, all monies that she brings into the, the marriage. He gets to keep the parish, she gets to keep the goof, she can't sell it because he still needs to get the parish, he can't sell it because she gets the goof. And it stays that way. But here, you're not quite there yet. You're, she's a Shemaris Yavam, and therefore she could sell and give, and it's kind. Well, we'll explain a little bit more, as we'll see. Mesa, what happens when she dies? Mayasu, we need to figure out a few things that she owns, how to divide it up. So Mayasu, big subasa. First of all, being that her husband, her first husband died first, so she was entitled to a ksuba from his nachasim, 200 or 100. So who gets that? And what do you do with the that she had brought into the marriage? Who gets it? So if she's considered the husband, the wife of the second guy, he gets it. If she's not, then her, her mishpacha gets it, her father, uh, or, or whatever. So the Bishamay says that the Yershabal, which is the, the, the Yavim, in other words, has an equal claim as the Yershahab, her, her Yershim, and they split it. So, the Nechasim stay in whoever has them, and that depends. Ksuba, if you want to be pay, get paid up for the Ksuba, that remains B'cheskes Yershahab, that's in the, the Baal's family, they're Yershim, they're Yershim, the dead brothers, so they get to keep that, they don't have to pay it out. Nechasim and Nechasim and Yesim which are essentially hers, are B'cheskes Yershahab, they remain in the possession of the Yershahab, Kansa, but if he married her, he was miyabim her harekish lechal davar. Then she's his wife for everything. But ksuba, she can only collect from the nechasim that belong to her original husband. That's the mishnah. Now let's try to understand what's going on in this mishnah. Mishnah reisha to pligi, mishnah sefer to pligi. So Gemara's kasha is, why is it that in the reisha when she's a shemeres yabim and the nechasim fall to her, we say everybody agrees she's mecharis and esenes v'kaim. So it sounds like it's totally hers, and the yavam has absolutely no claim. So why then, when she dies, all of a sudden Bishami holds that the yavam can come dancing in with his claim? Uh, if she would have been alive, she would be totally hers and not yours, and she could sell it even lechatchila. So then it should go to her family and not to the yavam. So Amar Ula Reisha the Nafla Kashina Sua. The beginning of the mission is talking about I'm sorry Shura Nafla Kashia Rusa that the Nachasim fell to her while she I'm sorry she fell the Yibum when she was only a Rusa meaning she hadn't been fully married to the first brother she only had Kedusha she did not have any Suin so she was only partially married to him and say for the Nafla Kashina Sua and the end of the mission is talking about when she fell the Yibum. After she already had Nisuin with the first brother, she had been fully married to him. Because Avraullah, Zikas Arusa, Isis Safik Arusa, Zikas Arusa creates a situation of Safik Arusa, which means Yavam, a Yavama, when she becomes a Yavama through Aerosin, is a step down from Aerosin. She's only a Safik Arusa, that's her status. And we just turn the Ambud and Zikas Nisuin, Nisua, Isis Safik Nisua, Zikas Nisua. Uh, makes a suffix nusua. So, wh- what is, how does that explain what's going on over here? So, Mars explains. Zika Zarusa, I said, a suffix which is the ratio of the mission. The beginning of the mission is talking about that she fell when she was only an Arusa and she turned into Zika Zarusa. That makes only a, a getter of a suffix Arusa. And that's why she can sell Chalchila. Because if her status would be as a, yeah, a real Mukudeshas to this brother, 
then would you say that Vesil is Moidu that she could sell it and give it as a matana? And it's kaim v'atnan nafu nechasim mishinasar so b'sham em timkar b'sham he says that is her mekel and she could sell it l'chadchila when she this is talking about a regular married woman but she's not married she was only heiress and was only kedushin on yisud and then she got a inheritance so b'sham he says that ah, you're not really married you're only heiress and you could sell it b'sham I'm not timkar you can't sell l'chadchila but elvel ma'idim shemachav nas nekaim but at least everybody agrees that if b'yeved if you sell it give it as a matana, it works. But Armish has said she could even sell it l'chadchila. So clearly a Zika's uh, Erisin, which is what the Armish is talking about, is not the same as Erisin, where Basil says l'chadchila you can't sell it. Armish says you could l'chadchila sell it. Shmamina, Zika's Arusa is a Safik Arusa. It only makes you a quasi Arusa, and therefore you could even sell l'chadchila. That's the ratio of Mishnah. And Say for the mission is talking about a nisu, she fell from Nisua, and Zika's Nisua is a suffering Nisua. The Esau could die of Vada Nisua. If you're going to say it's a Vada Nisua, then Bishame, Emrech, why would Bishame say that you divide up Yerusha Balam, Yerusha Ha'ab, Hatanan, Nafla Nechasim Mishanisis, a regular married woman, when it falls Nechasim to her, she gets an inheritance. Everybody agrees, both Bishame and Basil, that if she tries to sell it or give it as a Matana, the Baal could take it away from the Lukuchas because he has a, a real Schus Paris here. It's not fully in possession of the Baal or the Yavim in this case. So this is the first approach, Ulo's approach. Amalei Rabba, that can't be the difference between the ratio and the Sefer the Mishnah, that one is talking about a fell from Erevsin and one is talking about a fell from Nisuin. Why? Because I'd immediately be goof of Alachamisa, then why does the Sefer the Mishnah, if it's coming to tell me the Yichsayid Halacha of Naflaka Mei Nisuin, why do we suddenly switch the case to the selling the guf or who gets the guf of the whole Nechasim, these Nechasim Nechnas Vietzimimimimai that, um, why why do we talk about that after she dies? Let's look at the We could talk about it the same thing as the Rasha of the Mishnah while she's alive in the pairs. And who gets the pairs? Do they divide it according to Bishamin? If they do divide it and, and you can't sell it, etc. Why do we change the case that suddenly she died? What's the advantage of changing that case? El Both the Rasha and the Sefer are talking about that it fell when she well, she fell, I'm sorry. She fell a Yibum from Nisun. The Zika is Nisua And it's true that the Zika of falling from Nisun is only a Safi Nesua. She's a quasi Nesua now to the Yavam. Therefore, Reisha the Ikaima, Reisha, while she's alive, and she's the one who's claiming these inheritance for herself, Havala Ihivada, she's certainly the one who is entitled to this inheritance. The Inu Safik, and they're only a Safik, the husband is only a Safik. Therefore, he can't claim it because and she can sell a Chachila. Save for the Mesa, but once she dies, then Halalu Boin Lerish, the both the husband and the her Yerushim are coming to inherit her. They're both equally as a Safik, and Yechleiku, that's why he divided up. So that's why it's the difference between the Rish and the Sefer is whether she's alive or dead, because that's the whole meaning of our Mishnah, and that's how Rabbi explains our Mishnah. But now Abai has a problem. Are you going to tell me that according to Bishamah, the reason why he's Moida in the Bresha of the Mishnah when she's alive, why she has full control is because she's a Vade and the Ainsabi Mitz in Bishamah doesn't hold like that. Well, it's not an awful Abai's all about Abai, but the house falls and kills. A, a son and his father, Olav al Marishav, his son on, and uh, someone and, uh, and people who, are, who could in, set, potentially inherit him. But how you all of who can actually give him, uh, I don't know what the word for that is, they, they can uh, pass on the to him. 
So Hayu Olav Ksibasisha and this son who happened to be broke had owed money. He owed a Ksubasisha, he owed his wife's uh um Ksuba or Bachaiv, he owed money. And it, it depends who died first. We don't know who died. They're both dead, but we don't know who died first. So if the father died first, so then he gave over his inheritance to his son, and then the people who uh, he owes money to can come and collect. If he died first, then on the contrary, he died broke, penniless, and the father keeps his nechassim, and then when the father died afterwards, he was myrshit to whoever else is the Irish, not the son. So, how you all of Ksubazishri Balchayv, Yorsha Av, Imrim, the Yorsha Av say, Haben, Meisrishin, the son died first, Achim, Meisav, and then the father died, and uh, he doesn't owe you any money, and uh, that's that's all the nechassim go to the other yarshim. The Balchayv says, Av, Meisrishin, the father died first, Achim, Meisabed, and then the son died, and he was Yorsha, the father. And therefore, we have now a claim on that money. So, they split it. The chasm remain with the yarshim, not with the balichayv. The yarshim have a vade claim to this money because, regardless, they um, are yarshim here. And a is a suffix, and machayv is only a suffix that maybe he has a claim if the son died um, second. Because the suffix must be and according to Bishamai, they allow the balchayv to get 50%. Why is the suffix must be divade? The yarshim are chayr of because they get it no matter what. So the Gemara says, Kesavri Bishamai, in other words, the Balchayv has to collect it from them. So, Kesavri Bishamai, Shtar Ha'ev and Ligwis Kagavidami. The Bishamai holds that it's as if the Balchayv already collected it. As soon as he has a Chayv on this guy, it's Shtar Ha'ev and Ligwis Kagavidami, and therefore he's a Vadeh too, or equally as Vadeh as them. And how do I know that Bishamai holds that a Bashtar Balchayv has the status of a Vadeh because it's as if he collected his Chayv already? Someone made his wife into a Saita, he gave her a warning, and she was Miyachet. Uh, and then the husband died before they, she had a chance to drink. Her, the the Maim, the, the Mesaita. Now, what's the story? The question is, does she have a right to collect her Ksuba? If she's a Saita, she was Mazana, she has no Ksuba. So, now that you're not giving her a choice to drink, uh, she's entitled to get her Ksuba. Either they can drink or that they are not going to get their Ksuba. Now, the Gemara says, what do you mean they can drink? That's not a choice. You can only drink if the husband's still alive. The Pasuk says the husband has to bring the wife to drink the Mesaita. They still mean to say that since they don't drink, therefore they do not get their Ksuba. They remain as if they were Mavadim Mizana and they don't get their Ksuba. It's only not a vada, it's only a suffix. Suffix is a no, suffix is a no. We don't know if she's mazana or not. So it's a suffix if she's entitled to her ksuba. And here, this suffix suba, according to Bishame, has the right to collect uh, at least 50%. Why is that? Why don't we say she's a suffix? Then the, whoever is Yorish, the husband, is a vada. Why should he have to pay her her ksuba? Her ksuba is a shtar ha'emet l'gvois, and it's k'gavidami, so she's considered a vada. So why did Nabai bring the riot to begin with from this case in Saita? So that would be clear that the Yusait is because of shtar ha'emet l'gvois. So the more answer is, Dilma ksuba sishashani. He had a svar to say that maybe ksuba sisha works differently, not because of shtar ha'emet l'gvois k'gavidami, or we we say only by ksuba sisha, shtar ha'emet l'gvois k'gavidami, because we want women to get married, we want them to be happy about their marriage, so we want to give them as much power as possible. So we gave her this extra power of Shtarim and Lixu Gavidami and this extra protection and she'll get her money. 
after the husband dies. Okay, so let him ask from our Mishnah, which uh, the, the husband died, and there's no chain because the woman died. She's there too now, and uh, we want to know who gets the ksuba. Does her Yershim get her? Does the husband keep it? So over there, um, they don't, uh, the Shami doesn't, doesn't argue. And that's what I was asking. When I asked, like, please, in our Mishnah, Bishami doesn't argue. He, they might have thought in having the Bishami says Yechleku in our case of our Mishnah too, so you should have asked from the Ksuba of our Mishnah and proven that Sharam and Lugus I mean, the answer is no, you're reading the Mishnah wrong. Bishami doesn't argue on Ksuba. Bishami only argues on the Chasm and the Chasm Emes. The Imar explains, well, Bishami doesn't argue, but how Katani Mesa, my Asib Ksubasa, and the Chasm and the Chasm Emesimim. What do you do with her Ksuba and the Chasm? The next thing we'll look at the Kamath Arab, Bishami, I mean, like, Bishami seems to say, you divide both. Yershab Al and Yershab, Basil, I mean, the Chasm and the Chasm. Basil says each one keeps what's appropriate for them. So, Imar says, no, you're reading the Mishnah wrong. Hachikamar. Mesa, my what should you do with the ksuba? With Shavka, we don't really deal with that until Basil starts talking. And then we talk about Nechasim and Nechasim and Yitzimimah, and that's where Bishami is discussing when they say Yechleiku. Yerushah they agree, like Basil, that Nechasim and the ksuba remains the property of the, the husband, and therefore you can't prove that Bishami holds, in our Mishnah at least, you can't prove that Bishami holds Mishtarim Ligwais Kigavi Dami. Amravashi, Masisanami Dekis, Maduik in our Mishnah that way, Diktani Yechleiku, Yersha Baal, and Mirsha Av. It says that the Yersha Habal have to come to extract it from the Yersha Av, Lokitani Yersha Av, Mirsha Baal. And it doesn't say the other way around, so it sounds like we're not, Bishami is not discussing. Uh, something that the Baal intrinsically has, which would be the Ksuba, he's only talking about something which the Fakert, the Yerusha Av intrinsically have, which are the Nechseh Milog. Excellent. Have a good night and a wonderful Shabbos.